Oh yeah, motherfucker. I'm sorry, was I not supposed to talk? It doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't even need this, like, because I'll just cue it in, but it's Brianna cool. likes me to put it on for some reason. It, it, it gears us up. We're, we're geared gears up. Gears grind. And, Grinds your gears. And Terry's not wearing a hat today. But we're audio, so nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy everybody. New Year, everybody. So we're back. It's like an, it's hiatus number fucking five, yeah, six. It's holidays. We it's holidays. Really good we have excuse. kids and nobody pays us for this shit. So whatever. Yeah. We, we enjoy it. We do it because we enjoy it. And sometimes we can't because the shit that pays the bills takes precedent and all that bullshit. I hate it, but whatever. It's an unfortunate fact of life. <laughs> So is everybody good? Everybody had a good New Year's? Did anybody go wild with the Omicron? Anybody try to catch Omicron? Did you get sick, Perry? Yeah, I did. <gasps> I, I tested twice. Wait. Did, did you have Wait, it? Wait, you got sick? You, you tested positive for COVID or no? I tested negative twice. Okay. But you know what? With that new with that new variant, who, who knows? knows? Hey, let's geek out for a little bit. Perry, do you play uh, anime? Like, oh, let's any, not geek out time, with any, this. Like, type games. You say, do I play anime or do I watch anime? So, no. So, no. what she's talking about, she's. <laughs> I'm she, obsessed. She's dipped into. So, we have we ha- we're we're on board that like Game Pass train where we're like we have the whole Xbox Game Pass thing, and I'll oh, yeah. get her to try I'm to. to I've yeah, always it, had it, but it's worth since it. I have a computer, I haven't bought it. Yeah, but she's. I have it for PC now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's got on this game. She, she gets Brianna gets on these random games. Like she will not play it's video so games. It's random. It's a really good game, Perry. What is the, okay? What is the last game you got obsessed with? Spyro. Spyro. And I this one Spyro. now is like this weird. Japan- but I've always loved like anime, like Japanese, like so. I feel like <clears throat> it's like you got to tell got them what little, you're talking okay, about. Have, Spyro's not Japanese heard, anime. Have you heard of? Um, it's called AI Somnium. Files. You won't. You no. You haven't. Okay. When you get game. When you get game pass. Because I, I told scrolling. Chris when when Chris was. I was like, I want to play a game. Let me have a turn because it's always him and Clementine. And so I was going through. I was like, Well, is there any like anime type games? And um, so he's like, Oh, we're scrolling. I was like, Yeah, let's, let me check out that one. And it gives you like a little like idea of what it's about, like synopsis. So I like dived into it, and I literally like have been so. obsessed like i'm up to like 3 a.m trying and i like it because it's one of those games where you know whatever you say is where it takes you so it's it's like there's a lot of different endings but i'm up i'm the psycho like this is why i got obsessed with spyro i have to get a hundred percent and it's 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 mentally a problem but this game this game so this game is like a turn-based game right where you have you have divergent paths that you choose right and there's no like actual like gameplay there's no pairing or any shooting or any of that bullshit you typically associate with with games but it's it's turn-based but like the the turns are so fucking honked up it's like yeah it's so there's like you you'll have it's like a puzzle detective game and it'll, it'll be like there's an ice block and it'll be like like breathe on it fart on it lay down <laughs> those are your choices i'm like what the fuck is happening what like, are these choices, right? It's just so random. Then they'll have like random anime, like dance parties and like mob dances, and it's it's like I because I love that aspect of anime. It's so ridiculous and random. And then there's, very, of course like, there's like sexy, like you know, like <sighs> windows in it because I'm I'm a male investigator. My name's Dante, 
And so, of course, like, there's things where it's like, you know oh, ask, ask this girl what her breast size is. Just like, why? You're a detective. Like, why <laughs> Why are you even going there? But I, I want to do all that stuff because you don't know. Maybe it's going to take you in the right direction because if you talk to that receptionist, maybe she knows something. She can give you a lead. And so I'm like totally fascinated. I'm like YouTubing, like, because I'm kind of stuck right now because I want to get no, to this. Can't. Okay. Well, I guess if you get really stuck, you can. You can. I, I YouTube puzzle I stuff. Like, I YouTube I all the time. Not, I'm like, I'm I, not that type of person i don't like to youtube but i've gotten one really negative ending don't and test I've, me and i I've don't gotten, want to be tested and i've gotten one really like happy ending but there were so many misleading process that like where i was like wait but i need an, i need to know who i was seven years ago because like before six years ago he like his brain was wiped out so i had i have <laughs> to go back and find out there's things of why i think he is the way he is and i was right so like okay, by, oh, so hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. I, I love the game. I think on Everybody record, listening, I feel like you guys on yeah, record. If you're, if you're a gamer, oh my and you're god. into puzzle, oh games, my god, try it out. Fuck you. On record, I think Perry and I have talked about video games for all of one minute, and we've gotten thirty seconds in, and you're like boring. Like every time you're shouting us how you just went on a five minute diatribe. It was not five minutes. Oh my god! You know what? The other thing that pisses me off about that game. How is Date's name spelled? Date. It's spelled date. But he goes, it's an Asian way of styling it. I don't give a shit. It, it, bugs, like, it might be culturally it should be like, it should me, be like I, You think it should be like more like um, like Latin? I don't know. Dante. He's, I just see, I see date. Peak. And it, it keeps seeing. I like it. Date. I like anyways, it. Anyways. Anyways. I, Perry, I tune out and out of that game. I walked in. There's a polar bear with a knife. I don't yeah, know. Here, there is. Anyways. But anybody out there listening, like if. You want to try a really cool, different aspect to video gaming? Um, and you're kind of into anime? Go for it. I like this. How might, yes. This is our recommendation. The advice of a, of a true gamer right there. It's ridiculous. So, I'm, I'm so, not going to lie. It's completely ridiculous, but I love it. Somebody played Spyro two years ago. Hours. Out, like, hour, like legit. Like, And there's there's been times where time. I've been a, a bad mother and like been like, Clementine, if you're in the room with me while I'm playing this game, you can't look at the screen. Like, it's like, like I will not stop playing because I'm like, I have to fight. She'll come in at the like worst times where I'm like in the middle of a puzzle and you, it's a, it's on a time clock where you only have six minutes in the Somnium. And so I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Just look at your iPad. Just look at your iPad. But she's, she's gotten into the game too. The, the parts, well, you know, hasn't. where, yes. She's appeasing. She, well, you. she, you know, she, cause she likes anime. She's really into Sailor Moon right now. So, like, so she likes, the aspects of like the mother and daughter and then like his fatherly figure role that he plays uh, for a girl that he takes care of. So, so she's like, has all these questions too. Like, is that girl going to die mommy? Like, you know, she's really into it. I love it. Anyways. Well, this has been an episode of AI Somnium files, the podcast where one person has played it and the other person is confused about it. And the other person doesn't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. You know why Chris won't play it? Cause because- it's, boring and it's convoluted because it's just not your style of game it's boring and convoluted anyways you just like to shoot people the entire time so we i want to get in their head i don't i don't i like detective stuff but this one's bizarre and it's like people in other people's bodies it's just it's convoluted anyways okay god damn it (laughs) um so last time we all spoke together we were talking about waco part one and we said there's gonna be a part two coming up uh, that was a stretch ago, but we're gonna re- we're gonna visit it now. But last time we were talking about everything that led up, so we tried to give a paint a picture of the Branch Davidians and David Koresh, right? 
and we slightly spoke about when like David Koresh and the Branch Davidians got on the ATF's radar, which is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. When they became aware of ATF, and there's a few different things that made them aware. Long story short, ATF decided that they had suspicions and they had what they saw they had was evidence. evidence. They had evidence that said that the Branch Davidians were doing two things, right? They suspected them of three foul plays, but they, one, they expect, suspected them of um, doing, uh, converting non-live explosives into active grenades or explosives or whatever. And two, number two, they, they suspected Koresh of, and the branch Davidians of taking the firearms that they sold legally and they had paperwork for it. And there was a lot of paperwork and all kinds of stuff. They suspected that they were taking these guns and modifying them to function as M16s as opposed to AR-15s, they would take these semi-automatics, which were legal at the time, and are still legal, um, especially in Texas. Um, there's looser restrictions than, than a lot of other states in the in the in our United States. Um, they suspected they were taking these semi-automatics and converting them over to automatics. And third, they and one of the most speculative and one of the ones that I believe is true, but they didn't really have a lot of evidence for, and it did involve the ATF. They have, they had suspected of him of some kind of um, statutory rape or, or molestation and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and all those, all three of those were conf- contained in the affidavit. The, in terms of evidence, the flimsiest was it, again, like underage stuff. But anyway, so the ATF had these suspicions. One of the things that got them on this, this lead is the UPS driver would drive, um, to and from the Mount Carmel, the branch Davidian compound. And, Apparently they had a store called yeah. the, the Mag Bag <laughs> was the Branch Davidians um, retail spot for their, their gun resale. And so um, the, this UPS driver would deliver all kinds of packages to the Branch Davidians back and forth and to the Mag Bag, their store. And one of, he was driving one time and he noticed that one of the packages going straight to Mount Carmel was loose, right? There, it was it was slightly open. So he tried to patch it up. And when in doing that, he noticed that there was grenades. Mm-hmm. Now these grenades, grenades were not live. They were just empty, essentially empty bottles in grenade terms. Wow. Um, but he subsequently called the authorities. And Do that- you think that he purposely like he already had like like he surmised something and he purposely opened it, it was just like it was open i don't know because I, I i think that for this ups driver i think it was very well established like the the, the branch davidians never really kept it a secret that they were reselling guns right they had okay. paperwork they were essentially quote unquote on the up and up for all yeah. intents and purposes according to everybody else they were just the thing that i think it was just literally have it on video what? There's a video of him where he's being interviewed and yeah. the guy's just like straight up saying, um, yeah, we have guns. Yeah. They were gun resellers. They really were. And so they that's what they did. So everybody so the UPS driver was aware that they had guns, right? Mm-hmm. He knew that they had they were reselling. So I'm sure he surmised that there was ammunition in some of these boxes he was delivering. There was um, but the explosive things is a no go for the for the for the feds. 
so that he tipped him off. Another thing that, that tipped the ATF off, at least what's in the affidavit is a neighbor who said he was like an authority because he was in the military on the sound of firearms said that he heard the branch Davidians firing weapons. Cause they would all, cause they were constantly trained for this apocalypse. Now I don't think they were, again, I think I, I touched based on this last episode, but I don't think they were like planning. They weren't planning to attack anything. They weren't outly offensive. Like I saw, I read somewhere that the cults are like these doomsday cults are either, I think they said they're, there's, they're on the, offensive or on the defense like they're either planning to be invaded or they're planning to invade that i think the branch davidians were planning for this doomsday thing right but they were they were training and this neighbor Just like when you think about like all different christian religions that's kind of what we're all we're all yeah. planning for yeah and i, I mean, think even if you're religious or not in the days that we're living in we're all kind of like when's it coming like, well that's always a carrot too right um is that the the religious folks use it as a carrot, right? To keep people, because if you believe, right? If you believe the apocalypse is coming next month versus the apocalypse is coming in 40 years, how many times are you going to go to church next month? If you right. believe it's coming at yeah. the end of the month versus 40 like, years, you're probably going to put like it off. I care, motherfucker. Yeah. Religious folks always use it as a fucking tool to wrangle in people. So they, they found that. So also that I guess they got tipped off that they were they were there were shipments of automatic ammunition and gunpowder and inert grenades. So the ATF got wind of this, right? And so they they decided again, I think we talked about it last episode that they were going to have this this fucking sting operation where they hired the the four and then hire they 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 um assigned the <clears throat> the four dopey undercover agents to live in a house shack, right? Like outside of the branch of Indians, they really started to um, get in that. They, they interviewed the guns dealer. One of the crazy parts, this might, I know I got a tip on how you feel about the whole fucking siege. Mm -hmm. This might change your mind slightly because one of, so the authorities, the ATF started doing their investigation in 1992. Okay. They got they got a hold of the Branch Davidians gun dealer. So basically their broker for all these guns and all this stuff. He got on the phone with them and the saying that like we're you know, we're we're asking about your guns and, and apparently Koresh, this is according to some sources, Koresh said that sure come on over. Like you can totally check out my paperwork, like it's all good. Stop on by, but the uh, detective Aguilar, who was who was on the on the case at that point, mm-hmm. declined to talk to him. He wouldn't speak to him at all. So apparently, Koresh in '92 said, "Yeah, come by. Like we, what you want to see our paperwork? You want to inspect the place? Like all good. Like come by." I can. I mean, also too, what is he going to say? He's going to say, "No, don't come over." Right. So it's a little right, and I feel <laughs> like because Crush was so condescending, and I don't. Ooh, think, you think Crush was condescending? I don't think he was just a, a very easy easy man to talk to. That like I'm sure, and if the police officer has the same kind of attitude, which most police officers do, no offense, because they kind of have to, you know, when they're dealing with dumb fucks, especially like that. Whoa! Like I feel like that, like 
in itself is like, he's like, I'm not even going to fuck with this guy because he's already like, cause Koresh manipulates situations. Obviously look at all the people he manipulated. And, and he just, the, the police officer was probably like, we already knew his motives. Yeah. Also too, I'm sure they're not going to leave out all the fucking, um, all the devices that converted all the semi automatics and right, stuff like that. Yeah. Perry, I gotta, I gotta get a gauge from everybody. Perry, what is your feeling about Koresh? Like, how do you, like, how does Koresh make you feel? Does don't, ch- it, don't choke yourself. Does he make you want to choke yourself? Nobody can see that. Sorry, I was eating blueberries and I was eating them too fast and my throat hurt. Are you allergic? No, I was eating them too fast. I probably ripped my throat open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From blueberries. blueberries down there. That's why From blueberries. blueberries. You know, the blueberries. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was hungry. You're hungry. You're hungry. Perry, what's your feelings about Koresh? Um, so yeah. f- from, what I, from what I've um, researched, he's just um, really believed in some crazy shit. He, the thing is, too, like, to you, the point where, like, yeah. Yeah. You hear about preachers and you're like, that guy doesn't believe. He's just looking for his third house. I feel like Koresh believed in all the shit he said. I mean, I've met people like that. You have? Can we interview them? I was trying to get this guy to interview. I don't know what happened to him. Was he a Branch Davidian? He claimed that he was, um, he was um, conceived by two angels. Two Perry, female angels. We have to have him on the podcast. I haven't seen this guy in like over eight years. Please, eight, years. do you have his number? You should hit him up. No, yeah. he was like a he was like a homeless guy. Okay. <laughs> oh God, Perry, what 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 are you? Where, why are I don't you know if this is the, true. Why are you hanging out with homeless people? I, like I mean, it, no offense, but no, he was he 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 was um Matt Elise's um best friend's now husband. Um, so they're like, both. He wasn't even an employee. He was like. He was a homeless guy that would come and just clean the barbershop because he worked at a barbershop. Oh, okay. And he claimed, yeah, but he claimed he was he was conceived by two angels. Can I ask you something? And, and was, he was was he on was crystal next, meth at the time? Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> that yeah, helps. He was on some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and then he claimed he was God. Oh, oh we have to. Okay. Perry. Perry. This is That's, like this is like rating central. No, he this was, is. I, I was trying to get him on our public access show. Oh shit! Oh. Well, you did. Have, that's you, how long ago. That's how it was. Oh god! You was were supposed to be a guest ago. on our public access show. Oh, shit. That but was like what ten plus we, years ago. That's yeah, nuts. So and people believe that they really truly believe they're. I think. <clears throat> well, they found that Crush had some mental issues when he was young, so I I feel like it all kind of makes sense because he definitely. Was mentally disturbed as a child. Yeah, I think so. And my gauge on the Branch Davidians, I'm I'm kind of veering off a little bit, but is that they were not a violent, as violent as it ended, they were not a violent people, right? I mean, you could argue they that seem, if you're I mean, selling, if you're a guns merchant, you you and all the you're okay with I it watched, at the very least. Yeah, they they all seemed like pretty humble and just, <clears> they wanted. I feel genuinely truly bad for them because i feel like they're just and it sounds so fucked up but i feel like they're just weak souls just they were just dying to follow something something to believe in something or someone you know it's it's a lot like the scientologists like they're just 
there may be people that were on really hard times and, you know, here he comes in, he swoops them in just like the Scientologists would to a single mother, you know, and in this case, there was a lot of single mothers that got swooped into this, you know, so there you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think. And so anyways, let's get, let's get back to the biz. Yeah. Sorry. That's my fault. Um, always is. It always is. So the ATF decided in their head that they were going to serve. So they, they did this affidavit for a search and arrest warrant for David Koresh and a few other people who were going to be brought up on arms charges. Um, and again, this came from all those, those that speculation and all that stuff. So they decided that they were going to do a surprise raid. The problem is one of the big problems is, is that apparently a newspaper, is it the times that had the, was going to publish a big article about the sinful Messiah, including knowledge from local authorities and uh, stating that they should be arrested. So this big article was going to come out. So there, oops, there goes your surprise raid, right? If you don't get it done before then. And this was, and so they, the authorities were talking to the, the magazine. Waco Tribune Herald was going to publish the sinful Messiah. And they were going to expose David Koresh for all these things, apparently. And that was supposed to be published. They had it in the can. Basically, it was done, and they were waiting for the ATF to to go on this raid. Because ATF let them know we're going to make a surprise raid. And they met with the Tribune Herald, and the Tribune Herald was like, "We can't. It's going to come out March first. We're just going. It's going to come out March first. We're done. Like this is, this is going to." So then the FBI realized originally they were going to do March first, and they were apparently. This is so. This is this kind of highlights what their fucking issue was. The, the fucking ATF and FBI. Apparently, the name of the fucking raid was Showtime. It's like, come on, guys. Come on, that's a little too fucking dramatic. That's dramatic, and it's kind of fucking like I think it's too Rambo-ish. Like, yeah, Showtime. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna say fuck you on that today, DF. Fuck you on that. Um, <clears throat> I will, just, yeah, I will agree with you on that part. But thank I, you. I, I think you think they you just that you you don't agree with me on the rebrand. Mm, yeah, once we get there. We'll... So. So the ATF decided, and they they had it in their heads that they were going to do a surprise raid. There's a lot of talk about why didn't because David Koresh apparently would go get like chips and salsa every week, like, and he would go out in town every once in a while. There was a lot of talk about why not just fucking get him while he's going out somewhere and just grab him. You're done for sure. You're done. Like you you're, you're not gonna. I mean, yeah, it'll take yeah. some time because you're coming into a a place with live ammunition and you just arrested their religious leader. So you might have some, some animosity. Could they do that though? Could they take him into custody and keep him that like, what do you mean? Keep him? Yeah. They had a search and arrest warrant. Yeah. They, what they would have done. So the, the ideal, what I think the, one of the biggest fuck ups, because I do think that they had some speculation and there was enough evidence for them to maybe do an inspection on the property. Cause when you're in it, you like, I think people have to remember cause people are like very upset because of how it ended and how much the, 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 the federal government shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Like, but you have to remember that they, 
the branch Davinians were, were arms sealers, right? And so I do believe that they had, the government had the right to do a simple inspection, right? And if they believe these things, because it's part of your profession, right? If you're like, if you're a guns dealer, you have every right to be a guns dealer, but you are privy to like, if you, if, if a neighbor reports that there's some shitty shit, shit going on, if there's a UPS driver who, who has an open packaging and he finds some in her grenades if you have these suspicious ammunitions, like maybe an inspection is due, right? An inspection. I don't, they shouldn't have came in like they did, Yeah. but they had every right to do that. But I think where people get upset is that, and, and I think people even get upset at the inspection part. Cause they're just like, a lot of people just wash over like, Oh, they were just guns dealers. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. Fine enough. I think there was enough speculative or circumstantial evidence to maybe conduct, maybe not a raid. <laughs> but an inspection, some kind of like, hey, let's take a look at your stuff. Let's 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 and interview there's, you. There's no nobody no interviewed David Crush. Nobody's like, do that. There's no proof of these. No, I mean they they had uh, Rodriguez, who was an undercover agent, who kind of quote unquote infiltrated the fucking place. But the, but <clears throat> regardless, on on top of all of that, for days. They tried to get all the civilians, the innocent people, out of, we'll out get to of that. the place. We'll get to that. We'll get to Yeah, we'll, we'll get that's to what that. I'm saying. You're, you, like, there's, sometimes they have to be a little bit more forceful with certain personalities and certain people to scare them a little bit. Because I think with David Crush, I don't think he had that mental capacity of, of fear. He had zero fear. No, we'll get into, I think his motivations at the end were completely different than the rest of the branch divinions. Right. But anyway, so they... I think they definitely underestimated this. Uh, they had underestimated the whole um, situation, and mm-hmm. well, I think that I, I mean, think that's just, what you're, yeah. like you're trying to do it. No, well, they just they underestimated, and also too, they just they went in like tough guys. Like that's the oh, well, you're biggest, right. You're they right. went in yeah. like tough guys. Like if they would have just been more fucking calculated about it, right? Like. If you don't, so the, but they the, gave him time, and, and they well, know. well, we'll get in, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get, they didn't give him. Well, we're not at that point, babes. We're not at that point right. in the story. Like, gave him time. What do you mean time? They so they decided. So the the speculation, or they state that they didn't actually believe that there was a good window of time to grab grab David Crash while he's grabbing chips and salsa. But there is interviews like everybody's like, hey, like I saw him all the time. Who knows. So they decided to do a surprise raid, right? On a Sunday, which is important on February 28th because they, well, one February 28th is important because they're like March 1st, the lid is blown off. Like we're, we're out, we're outed. Like we got to go. The Sunday is important is because they would have their church service. Like that's, that's the biggest day in Christianity. Like you're like, that's your go time. That's your show time. And then the men would work on certain parts of the field away from where they stored their firearms and ammunition, which is not a, it's not a horrible plan if you can do a raid. Right. And so they want, what they want to do, they want to come on Sunday, wait till after the the men separated, basically block the men from reentering the building. You have a simple surprise raid. They're isolated from their firearms. It's quick. It's all over. Right. Good. They decided to do this raid with, Military weapons, which is, I think that's the biggest thing why people freak out is because this was the first time that the the federal government came in with tanks on a civilian, 
right? This is like the first time for this. So that shocked a lot of people. You know, people didn't hadn't seen that before. Do you think there was there's something bigger that that nobody they didn't want any any of us to know something else? Like grand conspiracy theories, like yeah. Illuminati were hanging out uh-huh. with David Crash. No. Something. I for think him, for them to go that that big, like I I feel like there there has to be another meaning and a, another a reason for it for it to be the I first time. I think it was time. just big dick. <laughs> yeah, they were just like well, they, they were like we're gonna come in, we're gonna bully them, and also too, they wanted to show this force to make sure that they were backed up. And I think also probably they had some insight that these were branch divisions, and then they believed in this apocalypse, this Babylon theory that. The first seal, the first step of the apocalypse was Babylon coming. And that's, that's the government coming. So for better or worse, I mean, people can argue on both sides. That I think they had some suspicions that if they had firearms, they were going to defend themselves because they were going to think that this was, this was it. This was end times, right? And maybe the, the cops were a little bit concerned with, you know, they, they kind of had an idea on how many firearms they had, but maybe they were worried that they had even more that they didn't know about. So they really wanted to come in. Well, I saw, like, I saw one thing to give some, some credence to maybe the cops coming in full, full force is that apparently there was 40, there was, I think there was 40 window points where there, the branch Davidic dividends could fire on yeah. the outside. So that's 40 different spots you're trying to cover with firearms. That's a right, lot. Right. And he but also made it off. clear. Like he also made it clear that if people came onto his property, they're going to use their guns. Oh, yeah. So they came in, they came in strong thinking like, yeah. well, if we come in strong, then maybe he'll just roll over. Yeah. Maybe they'll back down. Maybe he's a charlatan or whatever. Um, so, so they did, so they came in full force. Do you know how they were able to come in full? Cause you can't, for the record, technically, I mean, the government always finds a way, but technically if the government weren't, and this is arguable because the militarization of cops, you see cops with these fucking half tanks. But at the time, mm-hmm. you were not allowed to have a whiff of a fucking tank or helicopters if, like military helicopters, you can come in with helicopters, the cops, military helicopters, if you're, if you're arresting a civilian. You know how they got out of that? No. So because apparently... <laughs> Branch Davidians, fucking, I feel like you could have a, I think there should be a mini series fucking long before David Koresh and leading up to fucking David Koresh because apparently, so we have all the rodent stuff, all the crazy axe murderer stuff, Mm -hmm. all like the apocalypse theory stuff and the, the, the original Branch Davidian predicted the apocalypse and it didn't happen. So we shifted it. That's a whole episode of a series. And also too. Apparently at Mount Carmel there was a crystal meth lab. Oh my god. Before and and before but it was before David Crash got in here. So wonderful George wrote oh. in again. So David Crash got into the building, right? He took over Mount Carmel and he found a crystal meth lab and he's like he he actually called the authorities like, "Guys, there's a crystal meth lab in this fucking Mount Carmel." I just want to tell you guys. Anyway, it's like when you when you see some shit and you don't want to be pinned for it, you're like, that's right. some shit. Like you need to see this. Wasn't me. Well, the, well, the, well, the ATF used that in the affidavit, but like they have a crystal meth lab. So if there's drugs involved, mm-hmm. then you can come in with military force. Right. And so that's how they got 
because otherwise they couldn't. Otherwise, right. it would have to be just right. Good old fashioned ATFs. I'm sorry, I'm I'm still on the ATF side. Okay, I'm a hundred percent on their side because I put myself, the meter hasn't. I I put myself <laughs> spoiler in their, in their situation. I can't even imagine everything leading up to it. Like how, you being that person to make that decision, yeah, it'd be a fucked up decision. And how it all went down once we get there is is even more fucked up. And it, it being held accountable for that, I couldn't live with myself. But like, I think I'm just putting myself in in how in their minds how they thought they're going to come and we're going to come in hard. We have to, you know, they're fully equipped. Like they they could take us out if we want to. So we got to come in really hard, really strong to to put fear into them because we know the rest of them because we know david koresh doesn't have any and and get get koresh get out who gives a fuck what the other people do like we want him you know and and so yeah so well, I mean, they wanted koresh and a few people they weren't really going for everybody um they were going for koresh and a few others who were involved in on arms charges okay. so so february 28th was the day we have they're like we have this surprise party it's going to be fucking wonderful. We're going to have the cake tanks. Like everything's going to be fucking lined up. We are peachy. And they had a training facility off campus. Like, and they thought they were like, I mean, it didn't end up luckily, but luckily for them at the moment, like nobody, no branch division caught on to what they were doing, even though they were assembling cattle trucks with, with tanks and all kinds of shit. Um, one thing they did to prepare it. I don't know if you saw this Perry, but, but they wrote their blood types. The, the ATF agents wrote their blood types on their arms, just because you write that wow. just in case in, in, in a military situation, just in case you go down, so people can quickly know what blood type you are because you're going to be losing a lot of blood. Shit. So the ATF were, I mean, they were at least partially ready for a fucking gunfight. Like they, like you don't write your blood type unless you're ready to get I down. Mean, like, and what does that say? That that says that David Crush's people were very aggressive. I don't and, know if David Crush's people were aggressive though. I think David Crush was aggressive, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I think just they, they were scared. So they had to come in strong. Like you know, they were intimidated. I think by both guy. were scared. I think both, neither one of them wanted to do this. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, it's like being forced right, into a you, fight. I mean, the, for me, like, I shouldn't say that. I don't know the motive. Alert, alert, but bringing in a tank, that's like next level. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Perry, do you know how that, so they had this lined up and they're going to go Sunday morning. They got the, they got the warrant and all that stuff. Do you know how it got, the surprise got foiled? No, no, go ahead. So one of the local, one of the local TV reporters got wind of this, like the, the ATF and the F like not, not the FBI. We'll talk about why the FBI got involved, but the ATF, we're, I think we're partially okay with this shit getting out. Like the, there was this big uh, news article that was going to come out. One of the local TV reporters got, got tipped off to um, the raid, all kinds of stuff. So the morning of local TV reporters, like I'm going to get my scoop. I'm going, I got wind of this raid. I'm going there. And this is pre cell phone. Remember this is 93. The local TV reporter got fucking lost, right? Mm-hmm. Does no idea where he's at. He's like, I don't know what the fuck. Cause he's like, he's a, he, I think he was in, cause we have to remember too, Mount Carmel was outside of Waco, right? It wasn't actually in Waco. So it was more boondocksy than Waco, right? right? And so he's lost. And so back in that time, what did you do? You didn't look up your cell phone. What did you do? If you were lost and you were not a 
Hopefully you had a Thomas guide. No Thomas guide. If you were not a you machismo man. You prim- knock on the door of whoever's. You look for someone to give directions. Mm-hmm. Well, he did. He asked a nice USPS worker, a nice postal service worker. Hey, I don't know why he's like, hey, we got this raid going on. Do you know where Mount Carmel is? And the guy's like, yeah, it's over there. Do you know who the, the postal service worker was? Yeah, he was one of the guys. He was one of them. He was one of them. He was the brother-in-law of David Koresh. <laughs> so he's like, it's right over there. Thank you very much. So he goes, he bolts it over to David Koresh. And he tells David Koresh, hey, they're coming. And so <laughs> it's just like. The, the, you, but that, see, the that, buffoonery, again, like the that, buffoonery. Yeah, that, that, is, that like literally is is lame. It's the whole, the the whole point thing. of your fucking raid is a surprise raid. You know right, you're gonna. But I'm just saying, like, so many things went wrong. Sure. But I feel like that, like, there the intentions were none of that was supposed to happen. Well, of course not. You know, so. Um, and I think that's where I, I still, I don't think that. It was this weird conspiracy theory to just kill all those people. I don't think they wanted to. I think it might have been extreme negligence. Um. So. Whoa! Did you fall, Perry? Oh. So, so David Crush gets this like the brother-in-law comes in, whispers in David Crush. David Crush goes in the other room. He goes up to the undercover detective, right? Who thought he was like sly and in on, he was like he thought he was in in deep on the shit with him. And David Koresh says, "I know you're you're an undercover agent. I know who you are. I know they're coming. And I think his famous words were best of luck to you.'" Mm. And Robert Rodriguez, the the undercover detective, walks out the door, probably scared as shit that he's going to be shot in the back, right? Yeah, because you you just like you were part of the 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 team that was coming in for them. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. He drives away. He So he goes, so UPS, the postal service driver, driver goes straight to crash. Robert Rodriguez goes straight to the ATF. He's like, guys, they fucking know. And how about half the ATF or a few people were like, let's call it off. Cause the whole point of it is a fucking surprise raid. Right. But they've already gone so far. Now. <clears throat> But the higher-ups decide that, no, this is happening. We're, we're doing this. We're not calling it off. It's still happening. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So the ATF fucking moves, and they are coming in full mail. You have to remember, this is as much as, like, the, the, the imagery, that the, the jarringness of, like, this happening to civilians who are basically being brought up on arms charges, right? Technicalities on arms charges, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, if you look at it from an American citizen perspective, like, a full military force coming on because someone is is possibly converting firearms and maybe explosive. Serious charges, right? Mm-hmm. But a whole military force coming on American citizens who, by all appearances, like, are, like, fucking plowing the fields and, like, this, like, almost like an Amish-type lifestyle. So they go, right? The the ATF is going and they are fucking coming in full force. They have three helicopters, men with firearms on top of those helicopters. They have tanks. They have cattle trucks. You know what cattle trucks are? No. Literally trucks to carry cattle. Instead of cattle, we're fully armed. I think 40 per, per car. Don't quote me on that. But a shit ton, uh, not probably not 40, but a shit ton of ATF 
agents in that car, fully armed, right? The, the ATF was, was well-armed, too. Going. And so after that, it gets a little murky, right, on what happened after that. Because they show up to the property, planning to serve a search warrant. Shots are fired. And this is where a lot of conspiracy theories, sh- a lot of who speculation. Shot who shot first? It's a whole fucking thing. Like, Perry, do you have any theories on who shot first? Why did they shoot? Like, was there a sudden movement? Was there a sudden, like, was there was there a, like, warning? Like, don't come on our property. Was there, like, you know, like, like, like you said earlier, like, they were saying, if you come on our property, we're going to shoot. Like, like, where, when did, what was the motive of, of the shooting or was it just an accident? Somebody was scared, nervous. No, I would, yeah, I want to say someone, exactly. Someone got scared or nervous or some miscommunication, something. Cause I don't think like Chris said from the beginning, nobody really wanted to do this. Nobody wanted a real big gunfight. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. <clears throat> so there's two speculations that are like <clears throat> along the more mainstream ideas is that obviously there's speculation that Branch Davidians fired first, right? I don't necessarily believe that. Like, I don't know. Neither do I. I feel I, like they were scared more, than, especially with everything that was showed up there at the front door. Well, also imagine imagine you're in the headspace, right? You're, you're told for the five, six years or whatever you've been living at this compound. You don't have a lot. They, they were allowed to leave. They were free to leave. It wasn't one of those kind of cults. It was, I think it was a cult, but it wasn't, wasn't one of those kind of cults. But imagine being in the headspace where everybody's telling you that the apocalypse is in the near future, right? I don't think David Crash. I think he predicted it in 1990. It didn't happen. Then he kind of cooled off on any actual predictions. Right. But <clears throat> you're told that the apocalypse is coming and the apocalypse will be started by Babylon. And David Koresh, he told his followers that the apocalypse will not start in Israel. It will start in Waco. Mm-hmm. And so you're told that the apocalypse is coming and that Babylon is going to be the first fucking force to come down. And then the fir- the force comes down. Imagine what you're thinking. You're like, this is it. Like, But if he really I don't wanted think- to fulfill <clears throat> his prophecy, he would have had one of his very close <clears throat> gunmen shoot in case... You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, maybe, but so. I think, I think well, uh, the reason why I'm, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more probably like I'm more leaning on the side of ATF shooting first is because I think the Branch Davidians were ready to defend. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were ready to in- instigate. Like I think they were like, we are going to defend. Like you shoot at us, we will shoot back. But I don't think that they were like. We're going to initiate this to to kick off the apocalypse because I think they thought the apocalypse was already coming, and if they come in the house, we're going to defend it. Mm-hmm. So I don't I I know that I know that. So there's two things with the Branch Davidians. David Crash said, "Arm yourselves, get ready, just in case something happens." So they were ready for something. Like both forces were ready for a gunfight. Neither wanted a gunfight, but both. And what else did he did he say? Like, well, like- he also said, it, "We're going to talk this out." So everybody, calm down. We're going to talk this out. We're going to figure it out. But, you know, obviously they didn't talk it out. I, I guess my theory would be, like, I can see AT, um, ATF seeing somebody with a gun or and it kind of threw them off or, you know, someone in a window mm-hmm. and they just and they just being on edge and then they just probably shot it, probably shot first. 
Well, you're in a vulnerable. Imagine if you're the ATF. Everything. Yeah. Imagine if you're the ATF. You're basically in open space. And the branch civilians had cover. So the the other side, the the theory that the ATF fired first is one is that one of the ATF officers testified that he shot. There was a dog killing sector of of the ATF, essentially, because they knew that dogs would come after. Um, So one of the speculations is the ATF, well, the one ATF officer testified that he shot one of the dogs. Oh. That was later rescinded by him. He said, "No, I just I misspoke." But that's out there. Oh, so that's that's a nugget of ooh, okay. Uh. So he, so he by taking that back, he's trying to like be like, oh no, he might have he might have either. Who shot first? No, let's no. give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say ATF, the ATF officer truly misspoke, and he just whoops, I didn't mean that. I shot after the gunfire started or whatever that's like the most like i love the government stance like they would never lie to me stance the other is that he's he said that and then his authority his like his um su- supervising officers like you don't know no 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 you don't say that like uh, you 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 misremembered he might be missing because it's i'm sure in a gunfight it's all dog? fucking confusing why did the, why did got to get dog involved i don't know they just were there was a or team a assigned to watch the dogs <laughs> That's one theory is that the dog, someone shot at the dogs first and that just erupted Fuck the gunfire. Um, the other is that as one officer was approaching, his gun accidentally went off and that freaked the fuck out of the ATF. Cause they were already nervous. So like there's these people in their houses. We don't know which window they're fucking in. We're coming out from essentially a field. Like they were coming. Out. We don't know what the fuck's going on. So, so, like, a gun misfired from the ATF, and then it just started the fucking shooting. Those are the two most prominent theories on the ATF shooting first sight. But nobody, I think, anybody who says they truly know who shot first is is fucking lying to themselves. I don't know who shot first. My suspicion is ATF shot first, on accident. Because I don't know why they would just start shooting into a building. Without cover. Like, they were just, like, they were... But then on the flip side... Like multiple people from um, from the Colt had you know said like this is our land and we're going to defend it. Sure. So, oh yeah. You know. So I don't think it would have went. Well, I don't think if they were knocked, maybe crash when it came out. If they would have knocked down the door, they would have been shooting. I think yeah. if they would have kicked down doors, broken windows before the firing started, I think they would fire. It would have started then. Right. So I don't know. I who knows what happened, but anyway, so the firing started. Guns are fucking going off ever. It's a shit show. Like firing back and forth. It ends up, and we've all, most of us have seen the famous video of the ATF trying to fucking climb on a ladder in the middle of a gunfight mm-hmm. and them getting shot off from the roof. Because the reason why they were going up there is because David Koresh was up there and also the arms were up there. So they were trying to get straight to David Koresh. Didn't happen. Like they got in a little bit and then they started getting shot out. They're like, nope, we're out. The gunfight ended in four ATF officers being killed by gunfire, five Branch Davidians being killed by gunfire initially, two later being killed by gunfire by their own people because they were wounded really badly. And they're like, we're not coming out, so you're not going to make it. So oh shit, this is a mercy kill. Wow. So four and seven essentially mm-hmm. are dead. For day one, like in the morning, 
And so that's what brings the siege, right? We, we all think of this 51-day siege where it's essentially there. It's a hostage situation with people who aren't hostages. It's right, right, right. uncanny situation. Right. And so the branch civilians are stuck in. Their, their house is full of fucking bullets. Right. The only reason why there's a ceasefire because the local sheriff like is trying to get people in line. He finally gets the ATF on the line. They agree to a ceasefire, mainly probably because they are almost out of bullets. The ATF fired so much, they were almost out of fucking bullets. Like, there was a lot of gunfire. And I think it's because the Branch Divinium were were more loaded than ATF. Like, I'm not saying uh, Branch Divinians didn't fire back. They just had a lot of ammunition. That's so fucking scary. And so the local sheriff's like... um the local sheriff finally negotiated a ceasefire. And so they were able to pull out their wounded and dead, the ATFR and the wounded and dead and the branch divisions are inside. And the FBI is called, Do you know why the FBI is called? No. So whenever a, an officer is killed, the FBI is called. That's the only reason why the FBI was there is because of a, a federal officer was killed. Mm-hmm. So the FBI is involved. And so they set up a perimeter, and so now the branch divisions are stuck inside their house and inside their complex, and they they they're not going anywhere. They're not coming out in the beginning. Um, so that's where it lays. So that's where we begin the siege, the infamous siege where we have fifty-one days of fucking endless negotiations and back and forth. And David Crush constantly saying, "Yeah, I'll come out, do this for me. Let me do that. Let me be on a." A Christian broadcasting station. So, so it was a tenuous. So, and also too, like, <clears throat> like to the branch Davidians. Again, I think David Chris is a piece of shit. I think that, like, if you are able to fuck children on a technicality, you're still a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, that 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 aside, you know, I think the branch Davidians were trying to defend themselves. They might have been misguided. They might have yeah. been like fucked up in the head, but they were trying to defend themselves. Even like. A few minutes into the gunfight, Wyatt, one of the <clears throat> most prominent branch Davidians, called the nine one. He's like, "There's, there's, there's ATF agents shooting at us. Tell them to call it off. There's children here. Tell them to call it off." So they felt in their head like they were defending themselves. So uh, you know that that's the thing. Hey there, kids. This is going to be a part three. Uh, subject. So we will have part three coming in the next couple of days, or maybe by the time you listen, it will actually be up. Uh, but stay tuned for part three. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Extra Normal Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Extra Normal P. You can email us at Extra Normal Podcast at gmail.com or just follow us on any social medias. You can grab us. Uh, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.